Hi guys and welcome to episode 39 of You Podcast and just a small message, it was a massive episode, we had a filmy girl on it and we talked for two hours, so I had to split up the file in two. Um, This is part one, there's a part two that is going to be only about Bollywood, in part two we'll be talking about uh, reviewing all the recent releases like Bodyguard, Mere Brother Ki Dulhan, Mossam and Force. And all the upcoming releases for the next year, for the upcoming year, uh, like Daisy Boys. I know that's a, a filmy girl's favorite movie that she's looking forward to. And we'll be also talking about Dawn versus Ravan. And me and filmy girl finally lay our cards on the table and talk about the SRK Shah Rukh Khan issue. Which side do we stand on? You can finally hear it all on you podcast. So that's all in part two. But let's start with part one, where the main review is Drive. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. And I'll catch you guys after. Depending on if we can get Ahmed online or not, we'll be talking about different stuff in this episode. But um, we've got our uh, special guest with us, uh, Kara Filmy Girl. Welcome, Kara. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Hi, Kara. Uh, it's been ages, so really happy to have you back. Thank you. And uh, Ahmed couldn't make it, but Marty's here. Hey, Marty. Hey, Asim. How's it going? It's going awesome, man. Uh, except I, uh, I don't know if you read my tweet, but I dropped a 35 kilo dumbbell on my iPhone today. <laughs> I'm imagining the iPhone didn't win that one. No, no, but man, it's uh, it's sturdy, man. It's still uh, it's still working, but it just looks horrible. But I think the spirit of Steve Jobs was really strong in this one <laughs> in my iPhone because they kind of passed away at the same time. <laughs> so are you gonna get the new Jesus phone? I think so, man. I, I mean, I think the timing, this like the cosmos is telling me that the timing is right that I should get an upgrade now. <laughs> I'll um I've I've I'm um, I'm doing an analysis on the uh, cost plan versus handset purchase price. Oh. And I'll I'll send you a table. Uh maybe even post it on your podcast, man. A lot of people are probably interested in that calculation. <laughs> <laughs> Can tell you the most efficient model to go for exactly. basically. <laughs> okay, so I I am that sad, sorry. <laughs> so okay, this uh this episode we'll be talking about um our main review is going to be Drive, um the Ryan Gosling um, movie um directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. Um we're going to t- be talking about um Red State. Kevin Smith's latest movie. We'll be catching up some uh, on the latest releases of Bollywood with Kara. And uh, Marty has... Uh, Marty, what is this? The Fadered Unclassified? Can you just explain it quickly? Yeah, sure. I mean, the thing that uh, popped up in my radar recently uh, on, on Twitter, uh, um, the, uh, the, the TV channel Adult Swim, which I guess uh, shares network space with uh, the Cartoon Network, but in the evenings, um, and that Late, late at night, uh, they put together um, uh, for reasons unbeknownst to me. They uh, they worked with Scion Records, and they have um, 
produced a, a compilation album called Unclassified, which you can download from uh, thefader.com. Uh, it's... Um, it's, I guess, I mean, they're, they're calling it an 18-track compilation of rare and unreleased, um, mostly UK, uh, future music. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it future music, but it's, I guess a lot of it's at the sort of cutting edge of underground and, and sort of bass and urban music. Um, yeah, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, you've got some brilliant tracks on there. Um just a couple of examples, I guess, I'll give you. Um, Street Halo by uh, Burial, who was uh, nominated for the Mercury Music Prize in the UK uh, a few years ago. Um, someone else, uh, you've got Starkey, uh, you've got Iconica, Code 9. So you've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of sort of heavy hitters, really, I guess, from, uh, from the uh, underground and, and bass music side of things in the UK. So it's absolutely brilliant to, uh, to have as a free download. So that's on the fader.com and you got in touch, I mean, you got to know them because they're uh, um, in Archer, um, the animated show that you'll be talking about a bit later on too, right? Yeah, I mean, Archer, um, I think that's that comes out of, uh, or it's screened on Adult Swim, or it certainly used to be. Um, yeah, yeah, I think Kara would know better. We don't even know what Adult Swim is, really, do we? <laughs> I, <in Europe. laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really watch TV on TV, so uh, yeah, okay. I think it's Share Space with Cartoon Network, though. I think that's right. Okay. Although I do want to watch, they have a new one that's like a rip-off, or not a rip-off, like a take-off on, um, like, the CSI, like, Special Victims Unit kind of shows. Oh, I want to see that one. Okay, <laughs> yeah. right? I want to check that one out, too. <laughs> and one of my favorites, Martin Starr from Freaks and Geeks and Party Down. Oh, he's in that, too? Yes. Oh, nice. And I didn't know that. Captain Janeway from Star Trek Voyager, so Bloody it's really yeah. like an all-star cast. <laughs> oh, then I definitely need to watch it. Uh, I, I was gonna. I mean, there's always, and we're gonna also be reviewing Homeland later on, and The Good Wife, by the way, just to throw that in. But um, just kind of a general thing, like, I, like I have some shows that I wait for the season to be done, and then I catch up in one go, or some I just have to watch it episode by episode. And I think that one, I, I don't know the exact name. It's NSCDV. It's got a very long yeah, acronym with, name, right? With SUV at the end, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. So th that's probably going to be one of those shows that I catch up when it's done. So, But you're saying it's good. I'm saying I, I want to see it. I oh, haven't, haven't seen, seen it yet. yet. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's the same. It is on the Cartoon Network, I think. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so let's get started. Nice. Sounds good. Okay, let's do that then. Okay, Marty, so you, you, uh, you start first. You saw a pretty awesome movie this time, right? Um, so you saw uh, Red State, Michael uh, Kevin Smith's uh, latest movie, and I think it's probably his second to last movie, actually. Um, I mean, I'm a huge just. I know that it's a, you, you kind of uh, stumbled into Red State, but I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I I usually listen to his podcast. I even have him on Twitter, which is kind of insane because he's, he's like a motor mouth on Twitter. He just keeps tweeting and keeps tweeting. Um, so I mean, this had a whole hoopla when it got released. Um, I'm, maybe I'll talk about that a bit later. But what did you think of Red State? Um, the reason I came to Red State actually is uh, I was in the cinema for the second time uh, watching Drive, and uh, there was a trailer for Red State, and I thought, "Oh, that looks that looks looks like a shitload of fun." Um, so, um, so I thought I'd better go around to watching it, and it's something I don't normally do particularly with Kevin Smith because I think I'm sort of unwittingly 
a fan of his movies, but I, in the end, I think, I've, including this one, I think I've only really seen three Kevin Smith films. I might have seen more, but I just am blissfully unaware of that fact. Um, no, I just I like the fact that it seems to be initially just sort of poking funs at poking fun at uh, gun-toting religious nut jobs, um, which is always has potential to be entertaining so uh yeah i thought it was really good it's quite short as well which i quite like um <laughs> um but no i think it, it starts off um it's all quite jokey then it gets a little bit more serious then a little bit more jokey uh then a little bit more serious yeah. um i thought it was really good so it's good to see um good to see john goodman in the film again yeah, the cast is amazing in this movie. It's not only John Goodman. I mean, there's even uh, Melissa Leo, um, who I think she won an Oscar last year, didn't she, for um, the boxing movie she was in? Uh, yeah, she did. The Fighter, obviously. Uh, yeah. I love The Fighter, yeah. And uh, Carrie Bish from Scrubs, the last season of Scrubs. I don't know if you guys watched that, but um, she was pretty funny. But the, I mean, the the performance in this movie really is uh, Michael Parks, right? The Aben Cooper. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hope he gets like some nomination or something like that. I know that uh, Kara, you wrote a rant uh, not too long ago about um, uh, Oscars not being the. Right. You know what I mean? Wait, um, I wrote a rant. Oh. That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> what was your point? I mean, it's no, Marty but... hasn't followed it probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you know, because I follow all the Indian press about movies and stuff, and they have this collective hard-on for the Oscars, and they think that the Oscars is like this, you know, massively artistic thing, and it's a huge... I mean, it is an honor, but I don't know, like, I don't... Like, the Oscars don't necessarily reward objectively the best performance and objectively the best anything. I mean, it's really, it's, you know, a combination of popularity contest and the um, the winners. I mean, it's not like a... It's not something that says that this is your best work ever and you were the best at this year. I mean, it's more, I mean, it is an honor, but it's not like an objective honor. But anyway, like the Indian press always gets really worked up about which movie is going to be sent over for the foreign Oscar. And they always pick these like ridiculously artsy ones that no middle brow American person is going to vote for because it's just way either way over their heads or it doesn't confirm any of their stereotypes and i don't know that was my rant yeah i think lagan was the only one that ever had made a chance from anyone that's been sent over in the last yeah year. because it it confirmed everyone's stereotypes and it was good yeah it was really so good. Yeah. yeah but are, are you a kevin smith fan Kara? Uh, I am to an extent. I mean, I'm not like a huge fan, but I like his movies. Yeah. Um, although this one, I was kind of worried though because it just seemed like one of those sort of South baiting movies where everyone from like Appalachia is a mouth breathing <laughs> idiot who like goes to a snake handling church and <laughs> drinks moonshine in the backyard with yeah. overalls on. I, I don't know. Like, I have a lot of friends from, like, Tennessee and Kentucky, and yeah. those kinds of films can be a little insulting sometimes. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess coming from outside the U.S., you would have a different perspective on it. Yeah. I mean, we kind of think the entire states is like that, not just... Hey. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, so, <laughs> as I take a swig of my moonshine... <laughs> Hitch up, hitch up my overalls. <laughs> no, but actually the movie is not is is not like that, and it's really good. I think um, even 
although I'm a, a, I mean, I'm a Kevin Smith fan, but I mean, this movie, I don't know. I mean, I know Marty has the innocence of a newborn baby, so he doesn't really know what's going on <laughs> that much in film world and geek world. But um, Kevin Smith made this whole hoopla about he's gonna he 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 shot this movie with his own budget with his own money and uh, he's been this is a plan he had from i think he's had this movie in the back for 10 15 years or something like that he's been always talking about it a little bit and it was such a dark horror comedy kind of thing that it's very different from his genre and i think um after making cop out some he just which was a completely studio movie he wanted to kind of get back to his roots and kind of make a movie that was really personal um so he made this announcement that on in sundance last year, he was going to auction the movie so um at the first screening they had all these studio heads there and everybody like the buyers were there and they were going to buy up the movie if it was any good so after the movie kevin smith comes out on stage and then he sells the movie to himself for $20 um and that just people like the geek world just started hating on kevin smith like how can you do that and how can you uh, waste people's time and you lied and this and that and all this kind of bullshit that didn't make any sense to me uh, well uh, it's nerds and it never makes sense exactly yeah they just get pissed <laughs> off about stuff like that you know like uh, like there's there's a few blogs out there that don't want to talk about Kevin Smith at all that are not going to give him a, a review of his movie anymore cuz he doesn't care about reviews cuz he feels he's making movies for his own audience anyway and if people can kind of uh, uh he can add to that on audience great but he doesn't want to have like critics criticizing his movies cuz he's been doing it for 15 20 years now and he's never got like good reviews and whatnot you know or made enough money out of it so he feels it doesn't matter i guess i'm i that's how much i understand what yeah, he's trying to say i think that's a legitimate thing though i mean a lot of these fanboys well cuz i sent you the link right to the that rant about the scripts right, and under yeah. kashap yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that same ideology. Yeah. They just like criticize everything cuz it's not perfect and original and meeting their, you know, yeah. arbitrary criteria for yeah. something that's good. Yeah, it's a weird mix of people that want like I don't know what they want actually. They, if it was a movie that they would make but they would never make a movie, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's right. it's kind of a weird. Right. <laughs> it's a movie should be this, but I'll never make a movie, so I'll just talk about <laughs> other people's movies. It's it's yeah. a weird thing and they don't want to be entertained. It needs to they watch like 500 movies a year, so they're completely <laughs> jaded and I I don't that's why I don't connect with these kind of films. But no, I don't either and it's like if it's not fun Why are you doing it? Like why are you wasting your time <laughs> exactly. watching Kevin Smith movies and then trashing them? Yeah. Like how is that possibly yeah. worthwhile? It's, uh, I, we can just sum, we can just sum it all up as it's just hypocrisy, isn't it? That's it is. The, it's the hypocrisy yeah. of our democracy. That's what it <laughs> So uh I mean in Red State it's the story is about like three kids that uh they they want to have like a, a threesome with somebody and they find a a woman on the net um when they get to her for that threesome um they get abducted by this um um I, I think it's a it's a cult of some kind or a sect and I think it it plays a bit with the Westboro Baptist Church but they do kind of say explicitly that it's not the Westboro Baptist Church um So it's a bit more hardcore and they are going to kind of sacrifice these kids um but then the government steps in and then it becomes kind of a Waco situation. Um and it's it's funny because it's not only playing with it's not only um criticizing these cults but it's also criticizing the government and their reaction to these kind of
of things. So exactly, yeah, and and and, and it, it also it also frames that in a a, a post um, Patriot Act, post nine eleven yeah. sense because everything is about homeland security. So mm-hmm. all they're saying is the way to solve this is we just wipe everybody out and leave no trace. Yeah, which, um, which and that, that obviously has certain moral dilemmas get yeah. presented because of that. And and Kevin Smith is somebody with a religious background. He believes, you know, I mean, anybody that's seen Dogma um, has to understand that he has a special, religion has a special place for him, you know. So he's not going to be like completely anti-religion or, you know, uh, even though the Westboro Baptist Church were like harassing him on Twitter and stuff like that, when the movie came out, uh, they've been a lot more quieter now because they probably have something else that they want to uh, rail against. But um, the movie is great. It has some, uh, it has enough points to say i mean it has something to say as a movie which already is something interesting it's really well shot there's pretty awesome action in it um and the performance especially michael parks um it's it's amazing um so i mean if that's enough reason for you to want to watch red stain i would strongly recommend it i don't know about you marty oh i no i would i would definitely recommend it um i again i, I agree with you i think it's just kind of nice to watch a film that has something to say mm. and that has a point that it you know wants to make or it wants to get people thinking about it whatever yeah. um and that you know there were some other act there were you know plenty of actors in there that had small parts but who you recognize um one of the fbi agents who gets shot um one of the guys in the end was in uh, i think the first or second season of Mad Men. um yeah, so uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, it was. It's just. It, it's nicely done. It, it's quite lightly done. I think. I don't think anything is. I mean, it, it's, I, it's a Kevin Smith movie, so I guess nothing is going to be sort of particularly heavily heavily dealt with, or you know. <laughs> but um, I think he breaks well, the mold no, of in, being in, a Kevin Smith movie. He does really well, do something different. He's not but the in, most in the sense of, of thinkers. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. It, it's not sort of um, things aren't intellectualized to a certain point that you're sort of oh, bloody hell like it's not it's not <laughs> like you're it's not like you're sat there watching a Tarkovsky you know an Andre Tarkovsky film yeah definitely about, not definitely about not. about the existence of humankind yeah you know but then again it's um, not a Brett Ratner movie either you know <laughs> you know it's it's I mean it has more to say than something like Brett Ratner does you know so I mean I I would give him credit at least you know um but no for me it's it's a good movie so I would I would definitely recommend it and it's I think it's even out on VOD so you can watch it through Netflix in the states and iTunes is carrying it now so um yeah it's it's good and he's it's he's self financed it it's an independent movie and I think you know like it's always just good to kind of support these kind of movies and it might be one of his last I think he's doing one more after this which is going to be a two-parter hit somebody um but uh yeah this is probably going to be one of his last movies he's going to be doing a lot of other stuff but yeah movie directing wise he's probably quitting um and that was also an announcement he made at sundance um but yeah um no red state i, I liked i liked red state has anybody of you seen um no country for old men no yes. i want to though you haven't oh yeah okay no it's on my list but yeah yeah it's a long list <laughs> It is a long list. It, long list. it keeps getting longer. I, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> have you? Heard? Uh, yeah, I have. I loved it. Oh, okay. Because I, I think that's a I think that's a brilliant film. Because there's a lot. I mean, there's a big parallel between that and Red State in a way, the way the structure of the movie is and stuff like that. 
um, which is interesting. But maybe you can talk that a, uh, later on when we're full spoiler section. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and uh, what else were you watching, Marty? Um, since the last uh, since the last podcast, I have been definitely catching up with uh, the new season of Archer. <laughs> which um, is amazing. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is just truly brilliant. Um, and the link that I was ma- the link that I had in my brain actually earlier between uh, Adult Swim and Archer is actually the uh, the uh, the creator of Archer is a guy called Adam Reed, mm. and uh, and and he um, is is very connected to um, to Adult Swim, um, even though Archer is actually on the FX network. In the end, but uh, the Archer is um, it's it's brilliant. Um, end of season two, I just couldn't wait for season three to start, and uh, they they kicked off with a a back to back three parter. Yeah. Uh, where whereby our, our our hero Archer uh, gets abducted and becomes a pirate king, um, <laughs> which is a novel uh, a novel plot device. Um, but yeah, it's it's just fantastic. It's uh, I guess it, it it sort of spoofs James Bond and OSS one one seven and Man from Uncle a little bit, and it's 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 a little bit um, uh, either and it's a bit anachronistic or it's a bit sort of like time ambiguous in the sense of it's obviously set in a contemporary. It's like set now, basically, but everything sort of looks old. So 50s, cars yeah. don't really look modern. Everything has that kind of like fifties vibe to it. So, th- but even like computers, they make computers look <laughs> like they're computers from the nineteen eighties. Yeah, they all it's, look like the bad computer. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. So there's this odd sort of mix in, in, of the sort of like how it looks and how it feels, um, with with sort of like how it's written and and, and what the characters sort of have to say in terms of their dialogue and everything but it's just hilarious Archer's absolutely pant-wettingly funny <laughs> have you been catching